you'll find that the three-step plan home business system is a great solution to money worries. With a three-step plan home business, you can add to your income in your spare time. Many build their businesses into a full-time income that earns more than a regular job. That's a pretty good financial backup plan, don't you think? After all these years of hearing about us, you know that we have helped a lot of people earn extra money. We could help you too. The three-step plan home business system is better than a parachute because we'll never leave you out there hanging. We'll train you and show you how to use the telephone and email to make money from home. Don't just worry about money. Do something about it. For information, go to 3-Step USA or call 800-480-2102. As northeastern Australia continues to recover from a cyclone and flooding, southwestern Australia is dealing with wildfires. Authorities say nearly three dozen homes have been destroyed on the outskirts of Perth. Two wildfires are being fanned by hot summer winds. Frustration over fees for carry-on bags led to a passenger mutiny in Spain. Authorities say police removed more than 100 passengers from a Ryan airplane preparing to leave for the Canary Islands after a large scuffle broke out. Only 64 passengers were allowed to reboard the flight. The rest had to find other carriers. Some 6,000 residents of a Paris suburb have been evacuated from their homes while specialists defused a World War II bomb discovered on a building site. Paris police headquarters say experts successfully rendered the 880-pound bomb harmless in a few hours. The operation Saturday forced the closure of two neighborhoods in Milan billancourt southwest of Paris. Residents were accommodated in special centers or told to go to the movies. For the latest news and analysis, log on to irnusaradio.com. Attention homeowners, the Obama administration is pressuring lenders to do more to prevent foreclosure with its home affordability and stability plan. If you own a home and you're having trouble making your payments or facing foreclosure, we can help. We now have the ability to stop foreclosure proceedings, forgive late payments and penalties, and reduce your mortgage payment to as low as 2%. Call the National Mortgage Helpline at 800-590-6350. 800-590-6350. Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger says there's no greater feeling than winning a Super Bowl. Anytime you get a chance to play in a Super Bowl, it's pretty awesome. But um, to, to have a chance to win it is, is even that much more special because that, they talk about you for a long time in the offseason, and it's just to have a bad taste in your mouth um, to lose a game, the last game of the year. I mean, even if you don't make the playoffs or lose early in the playoffs, but to lose your last game is never fun. Experts say unrest on the streets in the Muslim world could be complicating the battle against terrorists spawned in the Mideast. AP correspondent Sophia Manos reports. The experts question whether the United States will be able to work closely against al-Qaeda and other terrorist organizations if allies relinquish power to Islamist groups, such as Egypt's Muslim Brotherhood. The counterterrorism work already is complicated by a string of failed attacks plotted in Yemen and al-Qaeda's home base inside Pakistan, adjacent to Afghanistan, invaded by the United States to rout al-Qaeda. Sophia Manos, Washington. Former Vice President Dick Cheney says President Ronald Reagan in the Cold War by building up America's defense system to deter Soviet aggression. If there is any instance in history when the presence of one man made all the difference and for the good, it would surely be Ronald Reagan standing down an expansionist empire and vowing it would not gain another inch of ground. Former Vice President Dick Cheney. With IRN USA Radio News, I'm Jordan Hooker. Who's watching your home when you're not Hello, this is Bill Cabral on WDIS 1170 Norfolk. Today I'm filling in for Will Pierce and I'm joined by Adam Sariva. How you doing, Bill? I'm doing okay, and you? Pretty good. Uh, so for today's show we're going to discuss some of the most important topics of the day. Uh, of course, we got the Super Bowl coming up tonight. Not necessarily political, not necessarily the forte of the show, but probably the biggest story of the week, unless you want to be one of those people who talks about Egypt. Well, the Egypt's a pretty big story too, Bill. Eh, probably. Uh, yeah, there's a lot going on over there, though, huh? Yeah, there is. I mean, it's it's a tough state right now there in Egypt. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Got to admire the fight for democracy of, of those people, though. You just wonder about the vacuum of power that it could potentially create if Mubarak does step down. Who's going to be the one to f- like to step in? What kind of government's it going to be? We could be looking at a situation similar to Iran 
years ago something where I know the Muslim Brotherhood sees this as an opportunity like believe me I completely get that Mubarak is a dictator and he's holding on to power like he's not letting go anytime soon he hopes but you almost have to wonder is it better to have a stable dictatorship than a democracy which could potentially be against our interests uh, no I mean uh, well we can't be hypocritical I guess in this in, in this state and I mean uh, I know the administration is uh is uh, taking middle ground and really isn't going one way or the other at this point, from what I know. Well, I think that's got to be the smartest move, because they're between a rock and a hard place. They don't want to come out and clearly support a dictator, but for the past however many years, they have supported this guy. They've seen him as a stabilizing force in the rest of the Middle East, and for all his bad points, at least he was that stabilizing force. But at the same time, you have to try and hold true to American ideals of democracy, of the rights of the people, of things like that. And you just wonder, they're trying to make this transition go as smoothly as possible, and that's pretty much all they can do at this point. Oh yeah, I mean, also, uh, I know if you look back what we did at, with, with Iran, didn't we also, um, uh, you know, uh, take sides with the, dicta uh, the dictatorship at the time, and it kind of backfired in the long run. If, if I, is that correct, if I recall? Throughout our history, we've had these instances where you have to decide, do you stand by people who are fighting for democracy, who fight for what we want, or do you go with a stabilizing force, even though it's not the greatest thing on earth, it will provide stability in a region that otherwise is missing it, is that more desirable? And that's, once again, what we're caught up against here. At this point, though, I mean, uh, you, you, you have to, I think eventually the administration is going to have to ask uh, Ask him to, to to stand down, and uh, I mean, the, the only way it's going to be resolved is once he once he uh, stands down. I mean, unless there's going to be riots constantly. To, the way it's happening, it looks like there's going to be a push for a different type of government. Well, there's definitely a push going on in the country. I think right now the U.S. and the world community is just trying to manage it in such a way to cause the least collateral damage. You don't want the army like firing on people which thankfully it doesn't appear that they're in any mood to do they have no desire to do that and it seems more by the day that Mubarak is actually losing support of his uh, military there was an incident where there were shots fired in this past week wasn't there there were shots fired but uh, people don't believe that to be the military that fired them uh, the military is from everything I've read maintaining security outside of the uh, main square in Cairo but they don't appear to want to engage any of the protesters so for the, there's definitely violence going on and there are supporters of Mubarak who appear to be causing violence but it seems as though the military is trying to stay out of this and let it play out as well uh, which is probably for the best because uh, the last thing you want is another Tiananmen Square incident where everything just goes way out of hand. Oh, yeah. And if uh, all you listeners at home, if you want to interject on this, uh, you can call a station at 508 uh, 384 talk. Exactly. Uh, we would enjoy getting some differing opinions on this. Uh, it seems like there isn't really one right thing to do. Like, from my point of view, you've got to just cautiously let it play out and hope for the best, almost. Oh, yeah. There's not a whole lot we can do except continue to apply diplomatic pressure to uh, Mubarak and hope that eventually he doesn't wait until September when he says he won't seek re-election that uh, 
he and the he and the new government can somehow come to an agreement along with the opposition to figure out a way to transfer power in a peaceful manner. Democracy is not always pretty. Well, no, it isn't. I mean, even when we uh, took our fight for democracy, it was a it was a long battle as well. Yep, it's not always pretty. And with that, we'll be going to a commercial break. Once again, uh, call us at 508-384-TALK, 508-384-8255. Extremely dry, itchy skin needs intensive relief that lasts. So get Gold Bond Intensive Healing Cream. With two dedicated medicines, it targets the underlying causes of itch and irritation. Whether they be allergies, rashes, irritation, or just dry, chapped skin. And it has seven moisturizers to provide relief that lasts and lasts. Gold Bond Intensive Healing Cream. Intensive healing for lasting itch relief. Use as directed. Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Does a rolling stone gather no moss? You're going to have to trust me on this one. Switch to GEICO now and you could save hundreds on your car insurance. For a free rate quote, visit GEICO.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. 15 minutes could save you 15%. Good switching. Shaquille O'Neal for Icy Hot. If you've got pain, you need the patch. The Icy Hot patch. Powerful, targeted, fast-acting pain relief that stays put without the mess. Icy to dull the pain, hot to relax it away. In a variety of sizes, from back, shoulders, knees, even arthritis. So you're covered whenever and wherever you hurt. Stop pain right at the source with Icy Hot Patches. Pain's no match for the Icy Hot Patch. For temporary topical pain relief, use only as directed. And we are back on WDIS 1170. Uh, switching gears a little bit uh, away from Egypt... Uh, this weekend marks the what would have been the 100th uh, birthday of our 40th president, Ronald Reagan. I uh, guess somewhat popular in uh, these parts of Massachusetts. I uh, was just wondering, what's your take on this whole centennial? Uh, what do you think about the man, his policies, and what's, uh, what's his legacy now that he's dead 20 years later? Um... You know, he was a great president. Um, he had definitely changed, uh, put, put our country in a different direction back at the time. Um, he'll be well known for years to come. Um, he, uh, that's all I can say at the moment right now. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I think there are definite good sides to his presidency and uh, sides of it that are less than stellar. Uh, you have a man who was able to win elections by wide margins. You had so-called Reagan Democrats. Uh, really shocking for someone uh, as conservative as he was. Uh, but after Jimmy Carter in a time of uh, economic inflation, uh, he was able to come into office similar to President Obama when the economy is in that rough shape. You had rationing going on. You had uh, the Iran hostage situation. Uh, people were just fed up with Jimmy Carter. And he, w at the time, Ronald Reagan was change. I know two years ago we were saying that, change, change. That's what Ronald Reagan was in 1980. And he was able to transform the country. Granted, I feel as though... He had some good luck, uh, in terms, especially in terms of the Soviet Union. Uh, little did we realize at the time, economically, how in how much trouble the Soviet Union was, uh, and his challenges to them, uh, his bravado, came at the perfect time for a weakening empire. Uh, it pretty much did help to crush them. Uh, 
he did a lot in terms of the uh, nuclear arms reductions. Uh, usually when you think of conservatives, you don't necessarily think of uh, someone who's trying to bring more peace to the world necessarily in that manner, but uh, through the treaties he was able to sign, uh, he did a good job on that end. Uh, but then you come back to the tax policies, which I will concede, uh, the, mar the stock market grew, uh, the country grew, but at what expense when you take Reagan's supply-side economics and you cut all those taxes, you end up running up such a massive deficit that in the end it may have uh, hurt the U.S. in the late 80s, early 90s, uh, leading up to the tech boom of the mid-90s. So there's good and bad. Uh, you have someone who had practically no support in the minority community, well, at least the black community. Uh, there's definitely good and bad. Uh, for a Republican, not the worst job, though, in my opinion. I, I think it was, he, was, he was definitely a good president at the time that, that, uh, that, he, that he was in office and uh, definitely did a lot of uh, good things as well. So, I mean, I think uh, at the time we needed a president like that. I agree. I think, and I think history ends up being kind uh, to most people. Uh, like even now, you see Bill Clinton uh, doing all these works, Haiti uh, after the tsunami a few years ago, and things like that. Really, it helps history. It seems as though history is kinder to former presidents uh, when you're not in the news cycle daily. Uh, it helps the good things to stand out more. Y and you have to figure, too, Ronald Reagan and, uh, yeah, Ronald Reagan was probably the last president to really ha be in office before the explosion of uh, news networks. You figure CNN really came into its own in the late 80s, early 90s, uh, Bush administration, Clinton administration. And back then, the media was a different beast. And that was something Reagan had to deal with in a different manner than, say, Obama does now. And now it's each, manage each news cycle day to day. Whereas back then, most Americans would read the newspaper and watch the 6 o'clock news. Yeah, the, the media is a completely different animal nowadays. Yeah. Something happens and you know about it within seconds. Exactly. It's so... Uh, it was a different time, and I definitely think that helps Reagan's legacy more than anything. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, now that we know on a minute-to-minute -minute basis what's going on in Washington, how will that affect the legacy of Obama, of George, Bush, George W. Bush? Like, I already feel as though his legacy is softening. I know... Lots of people couldn't stand him when he was in office, but it's like that effect of once you leave office, you get that rainbow effect almost. You Things, you're not attacked day to day, and the good things that happened seem to stick out more. Definitely. But, uh... But, yeah, uh, so pretty much a consensus opinion on Ronald Reagan there. Uh, so now we have people in the Republican Party that are hoping to be the next Ronald Reagan. Uh, it seems like this year the election cycle is kicking off a bit later than it did uh, four years ago. Uh, it seems by this time uh, in 2006 that or 2007, excuse me, that you already had candidates making the rounds. You already had a pretty good idea who was going to run. You knew Obama, you knew Hillary, you knew, Ro uh, you knew Romney, you knew McCain, you knew Giuliani. You already knew those names. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was before this time, four years ago, that Obama had announced in uh, Springfield 
So uh, you see the Republican nomination playing out a little bit differently this year. Uh, no one's announced yet. Uh, the only candidate that really appears to be making moves that are definitely pointing toward running right now appears to be Mitt Romney. If uh, Mitt Romney runs, I think it's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting um, campaign cycle, depending on who else runs for the Republican uh, uh, Party for the Republican nomination. Um, I think Romney would definitely have a strong... Uh, um, uh, a strong campaign going to get have a good chance for the nomination. I think right now Mitt Romney is the front runner. People, Sarah Palin's definitely got her cult following, but I think if you look in general at what Mitt Romney's got going for him, he's already been through the grueling primary process. He has the built-in constituency. One feels like in New Hampshire. Uh, and if you're going to make a play, it's either going to be Iowa or New Hampshire. And so he already has that organization there. He already has the organization from Iowa. He's been through this before. Uh, he's got, it seems like he'll have no trouble raising money, whether it's his own self-funding or through fundraisers. Uh, seems like finances shouldn't be a major issue. Um, so... In terms of the Republican side, I feel like Mitt Romney is going to be the favorite. The only thing that seems as though it could come back to haunt him is the whole health care policy. Uh, I know he's getting a lot of flack from that on uh, re the Republican side. Uh, his defense pretty much is that he looks at it as a, as a state issue, uh, and he's okay with individual governors doing it their way, but that he feels like the federal government doesn't have a place uh, in the debate. So he's for universal health care in Massachusetts, but against it nationwide, I guess. A lot like John Kerry, it's all these Massachusetts politicians. He was for it before he was against it. Yeah, well, regardless, I think he definitely has a strong... Uh, he's definitely, I think he's definitely a strong uh, candidate for the Republican Party uh, going into the 2012 election. Yeah, definitely. I think he's got the highest, well, the second highest name recognition. Uh, right now, Sarah Palin is definitely a wild card. She ranks up there. She's at the top, in my opinion, in the name recognition, which uh, definitely helps. Oh, yeah. But in terms of the Iowa caucuses, that really doesn't matter. It, what's going to matter is the organization. Would she be able to harness the power of the Tea Party movement in a Republican Iowa caucus and win that way uh, without a formal organization that's already been used, uh, would she be able to harness that and use that? Uh, that's possible. Well, if, if, she if she announces, I definitely, I definitely see a, 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 close, a close race uh, if Romney runs as well. I think that'd be a definitely, I, I'd be definitely um, look forward to to, to seeing that uh, primary uh, season run out but, uh, between the Republican uh, candidates. It would be interesting, and uh, I think the other wild card here is, strangely enough, Mike Huckabee once again, uh, capable of winning Iowa. Oh, yeah, I, uh, I, can, I can definitely see that, too. Mike Huckabee is definitely a, definitely a sleeper in the, in the process. Uh, and with that, we will be going to commercial. Switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Does a rolling stone gather no moss? No moss. You're going to have to trust me on this one. Switch to GEICO now and you could save hundreds on your car insurance. For a free rate quote, visit GEICO.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. 15 minutes could save you 15%. Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Do only dogs hear dog whistles? <sighs> 
Imagine if you could get the best for free. No way. Wow. At H&R Block, we're serious. We believe everybody deserves the best tax preparation available. For a limited time, we're offering to prepare and file your federal taxes for free if you qualify for a simple 1040EZ. All returns will be completed by our highly trained tax professionals in over 10,000 offices nationwide. This offer is available only through February 15th, so come in today or call 1-800-HR-BLOCK. H&R Block. Never settle for less. Taxpayer must meet IRS criteria to use Form 1040EZ at participating locations. Additional fees for state return and earned income credit. Hi, I'm Drew Brees, NFL quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, here with Bugs Bunny to remind you to get moving every day. Because when you get moving an hour a day, you fuel your body and your mind. So what do you like to throw around the football like Drew? Skateboard. Play frisbee in the park. Ride a bike. Kick the soccer ball around. Or dance in your room. Just move it your way. Because nothing makes you feel better than moving every day. And that makes you part of a winning team. So be a player. You'll have more energy to do the things you like to do. Move it your way and be a player. Get up and play an hour a day, Doc. Check out how to be a player at letsmove.gov. Head online to get tips on great ways to get moving every day. That's right, at letsmove.gov. Let's hear that one more time, Doc. That's www.letsmove.gov. A message from the Ad Council and HHS. And we are back. Uh, we are joined now by uh, host of the show, Will Pierce, uh, doing a quick little call-in. Uh, hey, Will, what's going on? How's it going, Bill? I can't complain. Uh, we were just talking about the Republican presidential field. Uh, we were talking about Mitt Romney, how, in my opinion, he's probably the favorite, uh, and how Sarah Palin could be a bit of a wild card in this. Uh, and we were wondering what you think about it. Well, yeah, I'm hearing that as well. A lot of sources are saying that Sarah Palin is going to enter this upcoming race, but it's too early to say right now. It's basically looked like she's going to be entering the race, and I and I basically believe that you know it's, she's going to be she's going to be a nice favor, but it's too early to say right now. Mitt Romney is definitely going to be in this race, though. So. Oh, I agree, hands down, that he's going to be in it. Um, what well, do you think we, about Newt Gingrich, though? I think he's got too much baggage. Uh, people still remember the battles of the 90s, and I really don't see him as a major player in the race. But, uh, my, but my favorite is hands down Bobby Jingo from Louisiana. He looks like he's going to be a good candidate because, you know, he already did a great job with Louisiana down there. <laughs> and he's, oh, go ahead, Bill. No, I was just laughing. I, like, I really don't see... It. Right now, at this point in the race, I would have to say Romney, Huckabee, and Palin are my top three. Oh, my favorite, though, is Bobby Jenner, though, because oh. he's just like... The, he just hits what I like to call every Republican G-spot. He's a great... <laughs> <laughs> he's a great Republican. He's great with the economy. Then on top of it, he's a minority. So basically, like, you know, he's like the Republican version of Barack Obama. I don't know, like like I was saying earlier, I I give Romney the edge because financially... The Mormon? Well, you figure he'll... I know, that's what he's got negative going for him. <coughs> oh, yeah. Me. But yeah, it's, it looks like it's going to be a great race, but I have, actually have to let you guys go. I just wanted to call in and make sure that you guys have a good show. Okay, thanks, Will. We appreciate right, it. Hope you, you enjoy you have the nice Super Bowl. Day and good luck with the Super Bowl. Thanks. Bye. Uh, okay, well, uh, that actually should lead us to our next point, uh, talking about the Super Bowl. Well, uh, actually, this is the point where we actually do weather, Well, Oh, weather. I mean, go, yeah, yeah. It's gonna rain! No, yeah. it rained yesterday. Uh, well, we got the, uh, we got the, uh, media, PR, marketing, real tra time traffic and weather update coming to you. Um, today we, it is, uh, we have a high of, uh, 37 and a low of 24, and it is, uh, Actually, above the high for the day right now, there's actually 39 degrees here in Norfolk, Massachusetts. It's supposed to be partly cloudy for the day. And um, tonight, we, uh, we are looking at a hit a low of 25 throughout the night around 2, uh, 2 or 3 a.m. Uh, tomorrow, on Monday, we're looking uh, for partly cloudy skies with a high of 40 and a low of 32. On Tuesday, we have uh, we're looking... Uh, for some rain and uh, some some slight snow showers throughout the day. Again, again, it's it's like clockwork during the week here in the with the snow. Um, the high of 35 and a low of 10 degrees. 
um, on Wednesday. It will also uh, it will be mostly sunny, with a high of 26 and a low of 11. And on Thursday, we are actually looking for a few snow showers. Uh, not that much, just a, just a slight storm uh, with a high of 25 and a low of 15. On uh, Friday, we are looking for some, just some slight snow showers, not too much, just some flurries. Uh, with a high of 25 and a low, low of 11. And uh, all that temperatures are in Fahrenheit uh, for the week. And um, as for the traffic, as of right now, it uh, looks pretty clear throughout the uh, uh, throughout the area, uh, and uh, once again, this is uh, the media PO marketing real time traffic and weather update. Yeah, I was really anticipating a lot of traffic in uh, Foxborough and Norfolk on a Sunday non game day. Oh, the last few weeks we have had traffic on 90, so you never know. I don't know about all that, but uh, well, since I think we have a good segue talking about. Uh, football and game days uh today is the super bowl featuring the green bay packers and the pittsburgh steelers uh, a lot of interesting storylines going on uh why don't we start off with uh who do you think is going to win and why um i don't know i think it's good it's going to be a close game um it, it's it's really tough to say because you have uh roethlisberg who can definitely uh, get out of uh get out of a lot of pressure um, but also the Green Bay defense is there good too. I mean, it's, I think it's going to be an even, evenly, even killed game to put there. Both great quarterbacks. Rodgers has definitely a quick arm and uh, can definitely pick apart the Pittsburgh defense. But Pittsburgh also has a strong defense too with Palomalu. Um It's going to be also interesting to see with the, the center for Pittsburgh whether he's going to uh, start or not. Um, uh, but well, uh... From what I've read, I believe he is out of the game, so they will be relying on their second okay. strong center. Well, if I'm going to have to take a team that, to pick Bill to win the game, I'm, I'm going to have to go uh, with Green Bay. I think it's going to going to be a close game, too. I'm going to have to go with Green Bay 31-24. Um, uh, Not a bad score. Um, I agree. I think it's going to be uh, Green Bay in a close game, uh, probably about three points. Three, four points. Uh, I'd probably say 28-24 Green Bay. Uh, I feel like uh, Aaron Rodgers, this is his time to step up. Uh, this is the moment to finally take that last leak out of Brett Favre's shoes, uh, out of his shadow. Just He's filled the shoes. Uh, he's gone in three years. Uh, and he could lead his team to the Super Bowl. And I think this is the time he makes that leap. He finishes it. And this is his team. This is his city. Uh, and I feel like he's finally going to step up and do it today. Uh, I, feel, I feel the same way. I mean, it's, it should be a great game. It should be close. I mean, you never know what Super Bowls too. I mean, we've said that a few times, and it's been blowout. So, yeah. I mean, it, it is a Super Bowl. Um, you know... Hopefully, you know it'll it'll be a close game. Um, I mean, uh, there's definitely there's definitely a lot of uh, question marks on what's gonna what's gonna happen. I mean, they they both have different styles of offense. Um, it's it, it's gonna be close. Uh, they both have great defensive players on each side, as Matthews with the Packers, and you have uh, Paul Malone and Harrison on the, on the Steelers side. And uh, I mean, it, sh- it should be a great game, and uh, and I hope it will be. Now, I think another interesting uh, take on this game involves Ben Roethlisberger. You have a guy who was suspended for four games at the beginning of the year, a guy who was accused of uh, sexual assault, although we will note never charged, so nothing actually legally wrong that he did. But you have a guy who was just the epitome of unpopular, and I think in a year where you see the redemption of Michael Vick, you have a chance to see the redemption of Ben Roethlisberger today. I think that it says a lot about us as a country of our forgiving nature of, we like winners. The United States of America likes a winner. And you can get forgiven for a lot of bad stuff if you can win, if you are talented, and if you perform. We're willing to overlook a mistake or two as long as you show 
forgiveness, like, as long as you show you're sorry, if you show contrition, I feel that we are a forgiving country, and I think that that's another major theme going into today is Ben Roethlisberger to do a complete 360 in the matter of nine, ten months. Oh yeah, then especially with today's media, the, the, the way it is. Then don't get me wrong, I love the media. I mean, just stuff. It's a lot. It's a lot tougher going through through a situation like that nowadays. I mean, he was at a what a piano bar the other night, and right away he was criticized right away for that. I mean, uh, but regardless, I mean, I think he'll have a good game. Um, it, it's going to be tough to bring him down. It always has been. He's he's a strong force out there and can evade can evade tackles. Which I that's that, that I think that's the one key component to this game. The key to the game is whether the Packers can uh, can pressure uh, Roethlisberger and actually bring him down and not let him not let him get outside the pocket and uh, extend the plays. I think that's the big key to the game. If the Packers can do that, I believe they can win. If they can't do that, I think the, the Steelers will win. Well, he definitely has an ability to extend plays. He's not necessarily a scrambling quarterback, but he's also not. I know you might be a little offended by this. He's not Drew Bledsoe. He's not going to stand there and just take the hit. He can move around the pocket a little bit if the coverage breaks down, and he can make a play happen. Oh, yeah. And then he's very good at that, too, and it, it is hard taking him down. He's, he's big, yeah, he's and there's big. been plenty of times where you've seen him hit, and he still extends yeah, the play. he's a big guy. He figures out a way to make it happen. Uh, but, yeah, honestly... Like, this is a Super Bowl full of uh, interesting stories. Uh, I, would oh, lo- I would love to be watching, be a fly in the wall of Brett Favre tonight. Like, just, he's get he must not be a happy camper tonight. Oh, I know. Uh, I'm sure he'd be rooting for his team. I know he has the problem with the ownership. But getting back to Roethlisberger, what I would be in, in, interested in seeing is, uh, you know, I'm a huge Patriots fan here in uh, Patriot country up here in New England. I've always rooted for them since I was, uh, since I was uh, a young kid. And uh, what would be interesting to see is uh, how, if, if, if the Steelers do win this Super Bowl, how is Roethlisberger going to be, uh, how is Big Ben going to be seen in the in a spotlight, like if you actually, he will have three rings as well as Brady does. I mean, I don't, I don't put him in the echelon as Brady, but what echelon are you going to put Ben in in the NFL quarterbacks after winning three rings if he does win? I think he's right there. Uh, I think Brady's had the longer career thus far, uh, but if Roethlisberger wins today and he avoids any more major moral dilemmas, uh, and he continues to produce at his current levels for a few more years, I think he's probably a Hall of Famer. Uh, You still don't know. Brady, you figure, still has however many years left. Roethlisberger probably has a couple more than that. So there is still time for both of their legacies to be written. If Roethlisberger wins and then, say, in the next five years, he wins a couple more, does... Roethlisberger not supplant Brady as the best quarterback of this era and I think you can make a legitimate point. I know Brady's had a few seasons with the really flashy numbers uh, but of the people currently playing uh, with a win today, I feel Ben Roethlisberger has a legitimate shot to make that kind of Oh, he definitely puts so. himself in the top tier of quarterbacks. Uh, oh, it, he's definitely in the top tier right now of quarterbacks playing. I think he'll definitely put it put himself in the in the Brady Manning uh, Breeze uh, conversation. I think he's already there. Uh, I think he's been there, and I think a win today puts him right on the. I think he's not in the discussion or. If you have the discussion of him being one of the all-time greats, you're probably still on the losing side of the argument. But I think if he wins today, it's not like a laughable argument. I think you can make legitimate points to Ben Roethlisberger being one of the better quarterbacks of all time. And like I said, he's still relatively young, and in the next few years, could he not really bolster his case to be one of the best of all time? Uh, and I know the championships play like winning matters. Uh, 
I know Dan Marino, great stats, probably the best statistical quarterback of all time. But when you look at that plaque in Canton, something's missing, and it's that ring. Oh, it is, but you also, it's not, it's not, you can, it's not completely about the championships either, though, Bill. I mean, it's not completely. If you were going to completely talk about championships, you would be telling me Dan, uh, Trent Dilfer is better than Dan Marino, and we all know that's not the case. It's not. It's so, just about championships. It, the, the, the championship, the quarterback does have a big, uh, big part in it, but it's 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 a team thing. It's a team it thing. The championship. Thing. Um, you need you need a team to to uh, to, to to do well, and um, and that's all it is. And if Carlin, if you guys have any uh, have any um, uh, opinions on the on uh, on the matter, on uh, the phone number again is five zero eight three eight four talk. Once again, 508-384-8255. And uh, while we're on the conversation of great quarterbacks, uh, it was just announced earlier today that Tom Brady was the unanimous selection for the MVP award. Uh, how do you feel about that? His uh, second MVP, uh, unanimous choice. Um, I, I think it was definitely a, um, definitely a great choice. Um, I wasn't expecting it to be unanimous, but... Uh, as as a Patriots fan here in New England, I definitely uh, uh, I like that fact. I mean, he did have a great year. I think he uh, led the team to a great season. And um, I mean, you really can't. People say he didn't make uh, make it past uh, that round of the playoffs against the Jets, but the MVP usually you you got to look at it as on a regular season uh, basis. And, it's a regular season award, of course. And he uh, he. The Patriots definitely had one of the best records, and he definitely had a great year. I think he's well-deserving of uh, of the honor. Uh, I agree. Uh, didn't necessarily think it would be unanimous either. Uh, but I think he was the best choice. I think the voters got it right. Um, and with that, we will uh, be going to commercial. We will be back in a bit on WDIS 1170. What does your world sound like? That's geography. The music of the world around you. Geography is people, places, environments, and economics. Geography gives us the framework for understanding our world. But sadly, our kids aren't getting enough of it. Half can't locate economic powers like Japan and India, and 20% can't even find the Pacific Ocean. That's why we created MyWonderfulWorld.org. It's part of a free National Geographic-led campaign to give our kids the power of global knowledge. Go to MyWonderfulWorld.org to learn more and get your free parent and teacher action kits. It's a wonderful world. More than 90,000 fires a year in the United States are started by children curious about fire, and 3,000 of them are injured every year by fire play. Teach your children that matches and lighters are tools for adults and not toys. They can stop the fire, blazing fire, and destroy. And we are back. This is Bill Cabral on WDIS 1170 Norfolk. Uh, I'm joined once again by Adam Sariva. Yes, yes. Uh, we are again near the end of the show talking about the Super Bowl and other things going on in the sports world at the moment. Uh, I think one of the uh, stories of the week uh, was the retiring of Andy Pettit. Uh, I, th I thought of this right away in... Uh, ESPN stole my idea, I'll admit it. Uh, they put out a poll, is Andy Pettit a Hall of Famer? And I think that's, uh, w since we were talking about MVP voting and things like that, uh, I think that's a great topic. Uh, and I was just wondering your opinion on it. Um, I feel the same way. It, it is a very good debate. I'm uh, trying to think of the other picture out there that's uh, 
been in the debate as well that's had a similar type of numbers to Andy Pettit. And granted, the guy has had has had a great, great, um, great postseason, one of the best postseason uh, um, numbers that uh, we've uh, seen in the majors over the uh, over the last uh, so 100 years. Um, but his regular season numbers there, I mean, he he is at the point it's he's on the borderline. Um, he has what I think it was um, it's around like 240 something. Uh, Wins, um, 240 wins, yeah. a uh, 3.88 career ERA. I mean, usually that's not, I mean, that those are borderline type numbers. Um, for us, that, that the one thing that may be able to push him over the edge is that postseason career, but I mean, you don't really see uh, our voters, uh, including the postseason, um, uh, career into the voting for the Hall of Fame. I mean, oh, uh, another thing also that I do, as we've seen in the past uh, a few years um, in voting, voters are not, no matter if you apologize or not, are not, do not want anything to do with anything, buddy, that has been linked to the to, to, to performance-enhancing drugs. And we, we forget, but a few years ago, uh, uh, Pettit was in the Mitchell Report, and he did admit to using performance-enhancing drugs. And people have forgiven him uh, with the apology. But as we've seen, voters do uh, do not do it. I, I mean, if I mean, if, if he had the numbers, I would vote him in, regardless of uh, of um, what happened a few years ago. But I just, I mean, I see it's going to be. Very, I think it's going to be a very hard time for him to get in. He's he's on the borderline, and the whole uh, performance-enhancing. Uh, uh, performing enhancing drugs uh, thing that happened a few years ago. I think it's going to be a very tough road for him to try to get into all thing. Like the the way I see it is, how is this going to play out in twenty years? Because that's his eligibility window. He won't be on a ballot for five years, and then he, as long as he maintains the minimum, which I think someone with his numbers will at least maintain the minimum for as long as. Uh, he's allowed to, uh, which would be 15 years, uh, to stay on the ballot. I think going, I think right now people are hesitant to vote because, vote for someone who's had the affiliation with steroids. But I think going forward, when you look at a ballot where you're going to have serious questions about every single person on that list. Oh, I mean, of course. I mean, I I think... I think it's actually going back to the whole Ronald Reagan thing. I think history is going to be kinder to these people. It's going to be chalked up as an era with some shady stuff that went on. But I think you're. I don't think there's going to be a stretch of, say, five, six years where nobody's going to get into the Hall of Fame because of steroids. Oh, yeah. It, the, the feeling is so strong right now. I think it was a bad roll this past year. Uh, definitely has the Hall of Fame. Uh, it is Bagwell, right? Uh, Bagwell. Yeah. It does have, I think his numbers were borderline, but um, I see but, him eventually getting in. But the, I know there was talk at the time um, about it that, I mean, he was never he was never really linked to a performance-enhancing drugs. He was never on the Mitchell Report using anything like never tested positive, anything like that. But yet there was suspicion. Even the suspicion among writers, I mean, I, I don't think it's fair at all. It, 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 uh, suspicion should not uh, play into how people vote, and I, I strongly disagree with a lot of voters when it comes to that. But you've seen voters just because of the suspicion of Bagwell maybe doing it, even though it's never come out, uh, definitely affected his voting, and that, that's not right, but it is there. And I... Personally, I, I don't like the way that that's going, but it is there, and you got to take that into account. Uh, you definitely do. I just think uh, over time it's going to continue to soften. Like right now, uh, you have people like Mark McGuire who no shot to get in, but like I think by the time of his, the end of his eligibility, Mark McGuire is going to be a Hall of Famer. I think it could take 10 years, it could take 7 years, somewhere in that range. Uh, but I think as we get more and more removed from the era and we're able to put it in perspective that it was something that was going on within the entirety of the sport, uh, that we're going to realize that you still have to recognize the players from that era. Uh, 
and oh, yeah, recognize man. the best of the best. The numbers are there, I mean. Uh, so I think eventually Maguire's going to get in. Uh, I think Bonds and Clemens eventually will get in. Uh, and I, we all have a suspicions, suspicions of Bonds, and uh, yeah, I believe I believe he did it too, but I mean, look at him. It, it never came out that he did either. So, so I mean... I think, I think it's one of those things that time is going to eventually resolve this uh, I can't see the eligibility ending and uh, people the best of the generation not getting in uh, to the Hall of Fame I know this is off topic but uh, what do you think of Pedro getting in he did have that, those great years but fell off near the, near the end what do you think about that he did fall off near the end I think he's in oh uh, definitely he was a dominant pitcher back in the 90s like, when I see a Hall of Famer, like, and this is why I think even if steroids aren't an issue, I'm hesitant to call Andy Pettit a Hall of Famer. There has to be that one, even if it's a couple-year stretch, that point in their career where they dominated. Oh, and Pedro did that for a good five, six years where yeah. he just had, and if you actually think about it, he was in the middle of the steroid era that he put up those type of numbers. Yeah. When you look at, like, 98 through 2001, uh, Pedro just dominated, and I feel like, and he had a good career uh, throughout. I think he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty secure in saying that. Uh, speaking of Hall of Famers... Uh, Celtics have got three of them uh, that were selected for the All-Star game, uh, and granted it's young in Rondo's career, but no one ever knows potentially four, uh, but we have uh, four players going to the All-Star game, uh, something that hasn't happened since the 4 Pistons. Uh, I think given the East, uh, you pretty much, there was no way that all four of them couldn't make the team. Oh, I, I agree. I agree. We do all we'll look at Allen today. Uh, I know it's going off the topic of the All Star game, but uh, today uh, has a chance to uh, to tie our. I don't see it happening, but a chance to tie uh, uh, if he gets uh, five three pointers to tie uh, Reggie uh, Miller's uh, record for all time three pointers in a career. Yeah. Uh, just I don't know if uh, a lot of our listeners have. Uh, gotten the opportunity, but uh, just one of the most fun things to watch is uh, Ray Allen uh, just shooting before a game. Uh, just watch how smooth, how consistent his shot is. It's like, I'm not necessarily a religious man, but if I was ever to believe that God created someone to do something, it was that Ray Allen was designed to shoot a basketball. Like, when you teach kids how to shoot, you want them to shoot like Ray Allen. Everything is just picture perfect, and he's just got an amazing shot, and uh, within, whether today or within the next few days, uh, he will become the NBA's all-time leader in three-point shots made. Well, it's, it's a beautiful thing. The, the way he shoots the ball, it's... It's it's amazing. It's it's a beautiful thing to watch. It's it's art in basketball form. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, uh, and you really, in terms of the All Star game, you do see uh, the breakdown uh, of the East of the uh, twelve spots selected. Uh, you have eight of them coming from the Magic, the Heat, or the uh, Celtics, uh, with the big three from Miami plus Dwight Howard. Uh, like, it seems as though uh, most of the power in the East is concentrated in a few teams. Uh, out West, uh, you have more more of a division. Well, San Antonio is having a having a great year out there. They've definitely separated from the oh, yeah, echelon, even in the even in the NBA. Never mind just the West. They're a great team. Uh, their issue is that they don't have that one guy, in my opinion, who stands out. Uh, but 
honestly, that's the kind of play the Celtics have, too, in terms of the team first. Uh, the Spurs, they've been there. They've done it. Uh, most, well, most of them have. Uh, and come playoff time, they could be a serious threat. Uh, they only have, what, eight losses so far this year, I yeah. think. I would love to see a Lakers-Spurs series uh, to see the whole team dynamic against you have that like I love to see when you have that one player just take over a game and I'm not a Kobe fan but he has that ability uh, and really we don't know for how much longer he's going to have it but uh, I think he still can take over a game Uh, LeBron's a player like that but just and I think that could be a great series between the Lakers and uh, the Spurs if it did come down to that. Yeah, it would definitely be a great series. Uh, yeah, and obviously uh, one of the bigger stories, too, is uh, Blake Griffin uh, getting selected, the first rookie in uh, quite a few years. Uh, I think he's really lighting up the Los Angeles area right now. Oh yeah, he's it, it's it's amazing. And the debate was whether he he or Kevin Love would make it. And both of them did. And Blake Griffin just watching. The, I mean, living out here on the East, you're not really able to see uh, many of the games because it's in Los Angeles. But you look at Sports Center and uh, some of the plays that guy makes. It's 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 amazing. I haven't seen someone dunk like that. Uh, I don't want to say it's. Uh, I mean, LeBron can dunk like that, but uh, how much dunking this guy does since M- Michael Jordan? I mean, he's, it's it's amazing to see him d- the dunks this guy pulls off. Like my idea of basketball porn at this point, complete fantasy. See a slam dunk contest involving MJ, Dr. J, and Blake Griffin. I think that would be the most amazing basketball thing to ever happen never get to see it in this lifetime but uh yeah the moves he like the things he can pull off uh once in a generation hands down oh no no one saw that coming from him coming out of college you thought he was going to be a good player but we, we all didn't see this coming what he's uh, been doing this year hopefully he doesn't fall to the curse of the clippers and uh he can like, that's the thing. The Clippers, they're in a big market, uh, so he really does have the opportunity to thrive uh, and really give the Lakers a run for their money. Uh, it's a heck of a thing. Oh, yeah, the thing is, uh, the, the Clippers will always be in the shadow of the Lakers. They share the same stadium. They, they uh, I mean, you know, it's they're, 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 they'll always be in the uh, Lakers' shadow, which is, which, is, uh, which is tough for Griffin, I think. They have this, the makings of a good team. I see them as uh, a couple of years down the road. I think we might have to uh, watch out for the Clippers. Uh, don't forget they have, uh, I want to say it's Minnesota's 2012 uh, unprotected draft pick. And they also have, uh, I think it was that their point guard is pretty yeah, good too, isn't like it? They have, uh, I think a few years down the road, we could be looking at uh, the Clippers and we could be a little bit fearful. Uh, We're getting toward the end of our show. Uh, We uh, enjoyed being on the air with you today. A little bit different than usual uh, with me filling in for Will Pierce. Uh, But I definitely enjoyed uh, being here on WDIS uh, along with my co-host Adam. Yep, and uh, you know, uh, I didn't get any calls in today other than uh, Will, but... uh you know, next time we're on, call in. Uh, keep on looking at, uh, we have a lot of people viewing our website at roadingnews.com. Keep on uh, looking at it, uh, calling when you can. You guys are the, the people that, that run us, and uh, we're definitely thankful for how much you guys look at our website. Once again, it's at roadingnews.com. Um, keep listening and uh, keep the comments coming to Roadie News. We, uh, we uh, like your feedback. Uh, have a great day, everyone. Soldiers are trading fire across the two countries' borders. It's the third day of fighting in a territorial dispute over a historic mountain temple that's listed as a UN World Heritage Site. Cambodia says the temple has been damaged by Thai artillery fire. There have been no reports of casualties. 
President Barack Obama's budget director says the White House is making tough choices in preparing its new budget plan. Running in today's New York Times, Jacob Liu says the economy and job growth won't get the boost they need if the U.S. is saddled with deficits that continue to grow. He says that means money for new initiatives must be offset by cuts to programs the administration supports, such as a Great Lakes environmental cleanup program and community block grants. A freight train carrying volatile chemicals is derailed about 50 miles south of Toledo. Fire officials say at least 15 tanker cars caught fire and exploded, forcing the evacuation of about 20 nearby homes. This is IRN USA Radio News. Are you tired of having more month left over at the end of the money? Then you might want to consider a home-based business. On average, a home business household earns nearly twice as much money and you don't have to fight traffic. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? This is Andy Willoughby with the three-step plan home business system. Building a home business could help you get out of debt, improve your lifestyle, why, you might even be able to save some money for a change. For information, go to 3-STEP-USA or call 800-480-2102. There are thousands of people all over the nation using the 3-STEP plan to make money from home. Some are working for just a few extra dollars each month so they don't have to worry about money all the time. Others are building huge businesses that earn thousands upon thousands of dollars and are getting their share of the American dream. To find out how you could make more money working from home, go to 3-Step USA or call 800-480-2102. Chechen rebel leader Duku Umarov claims to have sent a young man on a suicide mission to Moscow and is threatening more deadly attacks if Russia does not give up its Caucasus region. Speaking in an undated video posted on a Chechen rebel website, Umarov makes no reference to the January 24 suicide bombing at Moscow's Damadide Uvu airport. No one has claimed responsibility for that attack. Umarov says the man standing beside him is being sent on a special mission to wake up Russians, and if this is not 